Welcome to Group Work. I'm your host, Katie K. May, and I interview mental health therapists to find out what happens in the space where group therapy takes place. Take a deep breath and find your seat inside the circle. This episode of Group Work is about to get started. Heather Walker-Jans is a licensed marriage and family therapist, a leader, activist, coach, and online educator. And she's also a mother, and she runs an amazing group called Pandemic Mamas that I'm so excited to learn more about today. Hey, Heather. Hi, good morning from California. Oh, yes. Good morning for you. Good afternoon for me. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, it's great to be in connection with you. I'm so excited to hear about your Pandemic Mamas group today. Yeah, thank you for inviting me. For sure. Oh, I'm noticing, not that it matters for the podcast, but I have a lot of weird light on my face. Okay. (laughs) So I've given a formal introduction before you hopped in live here. And I love when my guests can give their own introduction and kind of celebrate themselves. But also I want to hear authentically from you who you are, what you do and what you're all about. Sure. Thanks, Katie. I, my name is Heather Walker-Jans. I'm a licensed marriage and family therapist here in Fresno, California. I run a group practice. So I have uh, several clinicians now. We're growing so fast, I can't even count, but still small enough to say that, you know, it's a fun and very supportive like, group, but not therapy group. I'm talking about employees. Right. And through that, we opened in 2019. So we've had to constantly pivot, adjust, and it's allowed us to really get closer and get creative with the kind of work that we do. At Jan's Family Therapy, we primarily serve people who are on Medi-Cal. We work with those who are experiencing trauma, depression, anxiety. We're a member of what's called the Maternal Wellness Program, and it stretches from Northern California all the way down to as far as Bakersfield, I believe. And through that, that's how I started learning about the needs of different moms. I actually joined that before I was a mom myself. Hmm. And at Jan's Family Therapy, we, we started this group called Pandemic Mamas. But aside from that, I'm also on the board for Girl Scouts. And so I try to advocate for, for girls and their future. And I'm a mom myself now. I have a little girl who's... Aww. She'll be two in January. So yeah, that's been fun. Heather, I'm marveling at the <laughs> fact that you opened a group practice like right before a pandemic and became a new mom in the midst of a pandemic. Like, are you tired? Um, <laughs> Absolutely. I am tired, but it also, all of the work gives me a lot of energy and I love what I do. So I wouldn't do it if I did not. It comes through. I mean, definitely seeing the momentum of of what you've built and the impact that you have. It's, I can tell just your energy and and your passion for it. So it's amazing to see for sure. Thank you. Yeah. So before we get into your pandemic mama's group, I want to learn a little bit more about you. So give me and our listeners a sense of like, who was Heather in high school or what's a fun fact about your past that we can connect with? Sure. This question is so hard to answer because high school is complicated, right? And we've yeah. changed throughout <laughs> the years. So I, I think a great thing to share is I was part of the first graduating class at my high school. And that really helped to challenge me to be creative. And I learned like, if you want something to happen, you just have to create it. And 
And so I learned how to build things from scratch to get others to join in and connect and get excited about things. So I think that sticks with me as an entrepreneur. Yeah. High school for me was a very traumatic time in my life. Like home life was rough. And so I really just dove into school. I was in student government. I did track and cross country and cheerleading. There was a time where I left the country without telling my mom. Wow. Uh, I, I had made the all-stars cheerleading team and they were sending us to London and I knew my mom would not let me go. So I just told her I was going to my grandma's. So imagine uh, that phone call. <laughs> yeah, actually, she never like she didn't figure it out till months later when she had found some pictures. But that was the most rebellious I really was in terms of parents and and doing things that I wasn't supposed to. But it was really a great experience and I wouldn't have done it any other way. The other cool thing is I went to high school with Colin Kaepernick. Okay. Yeah. And he's actually, he's got a Netflix show coming out next week about him in high school. So I'm really (gasps) interested to see how that goes. But we were on the same track team. He played football. As I said, I was a cheerleader and watching all of the the change he is making and like the movements and, you know, standing up for people's rights. It challenges me to think about what I'm doing in my own work and how I'm making a difference. And mm-hmm. I realize it doesn't matter where you come from. You can, you can, you can do something if you don't like the way things are happening. So. I love that message. Beautiful. So a wonderful segue into Pandemic Mamas, because this is a movement for you, it seems, in supporting other moms. And I'm curious if you can give me the overview of like who it's for, moms of certain age demographics, like give me the details about who's a right fit for Pandemic Mamas. Sure. So first of all, I need to give credit to my partner, Tamar Krioglian. She's a licensed marriage and family therapist who helps me to She helped me develop the group and lead the group. She's a little bit camera shy, so she's not here, but she'll be listening. She's here in spirit, yes. Yes. (laughs) Tamar and I, uh, we are both pandemic mamas as well. And so we created this based on what we were hearing from maternal wellness, what moms need and what we needed ourselves or what we realized was helping us. So we've got lots of bias going on, but for the better, I think. So we gave guidelines of this is a group for for moms who have babies ages Mm -hmm. zero to two. So this is not for moms that are pregnant, like about to be moms. So if you're pregnant, this is not the right group for you. We really Mm -hmm. want moms to be in the same stage of motherhood, sharing similar problems. We want to prevent issues where maybe a, a someone who was pregnant might have a loss in the middle, and then here's a whole group of moms who have babies. So yeah, this group is not for that. However, I think in the future we might consider creating one specifically for that mm-hmm. for that group. Also, moms who so gave birth uh, throughout the pandemic who are experiencing postpartum depression, anxiety feeling isolation, um, maybe had a traumatic birth or just had a difficult time during the pregnancy of the pandemic because everything was different. All of these things we had imagined would happen, all of the hopes and dreams of our partner's going to be at the appointments, hear the heartbeats with us, find out the sex of the baby. You know, we we lost that. We didn't have the opportunity. Spouses weren't allowed yeah. to go to appointments or our 
you know, maybe only this, the partner could come to the birth. And so your mom can't be there. So there's all these things we have to grieve and process. And this group is for those moms. I love that so much. I'm holding that in my heart. Just, you know, what the layer of support that you're providing to these moms and the way you describe it makes perfect sense to me. It's not just like a new mom's group and the general struggles of a new mom, but also the experience of being a new mom in the pandemic and the differences that come with that. Yes, we do have a couple of moms who joined the last cohort who had have other children, older children, but they acknowledged that this birth during the pandemic was different and they were surprised by it. They didn't realize how much it would impact them. And so for those moms joining, it was very helpful to kind of acknowledge to the other moms of, hey, it's not you, it's what's going on around us. And so we do welcome moms who have older children, as long as they've had a child during the pandemic. That makes perfect sense. Is there, I'm wondering what, you know, in general terms, parents or moms are identifying when they reach out to be a part of this group? Are there certain things that you were hearing again and again that lent well to the support of this kind of group? Just the isolation. So when we were working with the maternal wellness program, which is, it's not something we put on, it's a separate group of nurses, doctors, healthcare professionals that all work with with moms or actually um, people who are pregnant. But uh, I kept hearing that moms are feeling isolated and we were trying to brainstorm, like maybe we can create a meetup group or childcare sharing network of moms. And I worked with the tech company and asked them to get involved because my brother worked for them and trying to develop this app where moms can connect. But the healthcare professionals had all this anxiety of like, well, what if like there's one bad family and then they, they affect another family. And, you know, as health professionals, we think of the worst things and we're always afraid of liability and it prevents us from sure. from doing the good stuff. So we kind of just let go of that project. And then tomorrow and I said, well, you know, let's just create, we know therapy, we have a, a mm-hmm. group practice, let's just do a therapy group. And so primarily came out of, we need to hold a space for these moms who are isolated at home. They don't have family there with yeah. them like they normally would. They, the village isn't here or they're all at home quarantining or isolating. So so we held the, the group solely online. I love that. That was going to be my next question is talk to me about the format. So you're online. What does a typical group look like in terms of the structure or the free-flowing nature of it? Like what would I experience as a member of the group? Sure. So a group is 12 weeks long and we mm-hmm. hold the group at the same time every week. We're very flexible in terms of how we show up. And so a mom can feel welcome to show up with a towel on her head or in her pajamas or breastfeeding the baby if she needs to during the group. We let them know about the risks and benefits of having their child there versus having you know somebody else watch the baby during the group. But we're pretty flexible in, in that way. And we start out the group with one of the therapists hosting which was typically myself or Tamar, but we'd also ask our associates and groups further down the line to, to host just to get the experience of hosting the group. So we have these beautiful slides that Tamar and I worked on that really kind of speak to a mother. We really put a lot of thought into making them. 
And so we have the topic on there. The first four weeks is mindfulness and relaxation, because in my experience as a trauma therapist, I learned that people need to learn the coping skills and the tools to be able to process trauma and grief before doing that. So the, Absolutely. You, we let them know you don't have to join in and immediately feel like you got to do all the, the tough stuff. We're just going to learn some coping skills here and get to know each other. So we did that for a full four weeks and mm-hmm. we got the most praise and from moms just saying that learning the mindfulness and relaxation was helpful. Sure. So th- there's a lot more to it. Yeah. Go no, ahead. I was reflecting. I paused because I was like, yeah, I still need that. Like I'm a therapist and a mom and I still need more mindfulness. <laughs> and so I'm, I'm like observing the value, I'm sure, for especially a new mom and that space that they need that's just for them and to be present. And then I was getting curious. So is it, you know, learning and practicing? Is there time for process in those first four weeks or is it more just like sitting with and getting to know and joining Yeah. Like what would I expect if I were in those first four weeks? The first four weeks is really observing and learning. There's time for some questions at the end of the group, but not too much processing. And then the fifth week, uh, we go into grieving the, the losses after the pandemic. So that, that fifth week is a big, a lot of time for process. And I've got myself and Tamar there. And then my, I would have one or two associates there. If I thought maybe like someone might have a really hard time and need to be pulled out to a separate, uh, room in zoom like a breakout room, breakout yeah. room, but we didn't have that. So that was good, but we had that just in case. And so that fifth week was a big process group. And then we went into like six, seven, eight, nine, ten, 10, all the way to 12, those were more structured learning again, but we left more time for process. So the first 20 minutes was learning. The second 20 minutes was processing. And then the last 20 minutes was kind of wrapping up and closing. Love that. So really a hybrid of psycho ed and also some process time and some connection time. And it sounds like 60 minutes a week for 12 weeks, right? Mm -hmm. Yep. I'm curious, as you move through this group, is there a part that like you love the most? Do you love the mindfulness, the grieving? Like what part are you like, this is my heart. This is where, this is the reason I do this work. I really like the teaching aspect of it. I kind of commandeer that part of the the psychoeducation uh, versus my partner Tamar is really good with the mindfulness training. And then I think it's just seeing the the moms um, come back time and time again and say that they are getting a benefit. It it feels really good to know that that people are getting something out of it. And we had one person who had to to drop out in the middle for certain reasons. And I still kept keeping her in the loop of our, we have an email list where we let them know that it's going on. And I got a really nice message from her when it came to a close of saying, Hey, I've been paying attention this whole time. I've been wanting to show up, but I, I couldn't because of these other things, but thank you so much. It it means a lot. Like no one else has been reaching out and please include me in the next one. So I know that even if moms can show up completely, that we're making a difference because they're, they're paying attention. Right. Which speaks to that isolation piece too. Like even if somebody couldn't show up, they were still gaining from being connected Mm -hmm. in the circle in some way. Do you find that moms want to re-enroll or are they allowed to go through the group again if they've been through a cohort? 
So um, we hosted our first cohort. We were, really weren't sure what to do, but there were some moms that wanted to be included. So we had a discussion in the last, very last session of, if you'd like to come back, you have choices. You can come back as a participant or you could come back as a group mentor and kind of be there to share your experiences of what it was like being the first part of the pandemic mama wave to kind of normalize for new moms and give back in a way. And so for the moms that want to come back as mentors, we're not billing them. We're not charging them to come right. to the group. So we had two that are interested in doing that. That is so cool. So an opportunity to give back, to also strengthen probably what they learn by being able to teach others. I love that idea. And you have people interested. So clearly it's something that they love too. Yes. Awesome. How about any tools or resources? Are you following a set curriculum? Is this really from yours and Tamar's brain? Like where, where did this get developed from? It is from mine and Tamar's brain. So I have <laughs> a background in uh, teaching parenting and anger management classes to mm. both, I mean, obviously adults and then teenagers. And so a lot of the format I learned from working with teenagers and, and what sticks with them and then Tamar has this background in, in DBT and mindfulness. So we incorporated all of that. Um, there, sh She kind of used that DBT training to say, hey, we need to have at least four weeks of this mindfulness and relaxation. And I had said, yeah, I think that that sounds correct. Because as a trauma therapist, I know we need to have that in the beginning, not just mixed up all in between. And then I, I as a CBT therapist, added all the psychoeducation and, and changing the way you think to change your outlook on things. But it really was something that we just developed together based on experience and knowledge. And it sounds like bringing like really powerful pieces of both of your strengths into one place to support moms. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then our, our associates for the weeks they got to teach, they brought their own stuff and I was really proud of them too. I love that. When we can include everybody's unique abilities, it really makes something shine. Would you say there's anything that you find challenging or anything that you've had to overcome that could be a teachable moment for us to learn? Like what was hard for you that you can make easier for us? You know, it, it's trying to figure out, I think it's just getting the, the group full and figuring out what times moms are available and how much they can afford. And we spent so much time, like weeks and weeks, figuring that out until finally we just said, uh, well, I said to Tamar, you tell me when you're available and we'll just make the group happen at that time. <laughs> and yeah. so once we got over that barrier of trying to figure out what's best for everyone else, and we picked the time that was good for her. And I was like, yeah, that works for me. And then everyone else showed up. So I think if you, of course, yeah, you build it, <laughs> they will show up. It really doesn't matter what time it is. You just decide on the cost and the time and people will, will find a way to make it work if they really want to be there. I think that's very perfectly said. I'm always of the opinion that like we decide, then the people come, but uncertainty and trying to please everyone just makes it fall flat. And so I like that you decided and then you did. You attracted the people that most needed what you were offering. Do you require an intake? Like, is there any kind of screening process? We do. So 
first of all, we primarily work with people who are on insurance in our area. So we wanted to make sure if they qualified to get it covered, then it would be. And then we wanted to screen for appropriate fit. So anyone that's interested, they fill out our interest form on our website. And then myself or Tamar schedule them for, for screenings. And if their symptoms were too intense or they weren't quite ready to share in a group, then we assign them an individual therapist and they didn't end up joining the group. If they qualified for medical necessity, then we build insurance and we were able to put them in the group. And if they wanted to be private pay, then they were able to do that. But yeah, I think having that screening process was important. So we marketed for about a month and screened throughout the first month and then just put it all together. I love it. If you were to summarize your top tip for a new therapist who wanted to work with moms in the pandemic or moms in general, even, what would you say to them to help support them in getting started in the process? I would say technology is your friend. So learn about all of the tools that are out there. I think it really made a difference in our presentation because moms felt like this would be a safe and calm space based on the way we marketed it. And I am not an artist. I am not good at pretty stuff, but I used Canva and I, I used MailChimp to send out beautiful emails that were also funny and lighthearted. And so I think that really attracts people to keep coming back because you're professional in what you're doing. You have it together and it feels safe. So I hope that helps. I think professional, safe, funny, engaging, everything that really describes that, you know, warm presence that would make people want to keep coming back and staying connected. Yeah. So where can people find you if they want to learn more about you and all the awesome things you're doing? Well, me specifically, you can find me at heatherjans.com. If you'd like to learn more about Pandemic Mamas, it's pandemicmamas.com with two M's. And then our group is janstherapy.com. So we're all over the internet. Love it. So we'll find you in one place or another, but we'll link all the places below your podcast. Thank you so much, Katie. Thank you. And thanks for being here today. Absolutely. Take care. Hey, groupie. Thanks for listening. For more resources on how you can market, fill, and run your group in private practice, check me out at becomeagroupguru.com. 